Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning. Hoping all's well with you out there today, as always. Today, I wanted to do a revamped episode on white varieties of Kratom. I haven't talked about this in a while. And after yesterday's episode, kind of doing a look back at how I started this show um, and how some things have changed, my views have changed, or things that I've tried, and my, you know, the types of Kratom that I enjoy have changed um, somewhat, thought I would do an updated white varieties of Kratom episode. So here we go. And full disclosure, I have some chickens in my backyard and roosters. If you hear them going off, you're not crazy. (laughs) They really are there. Okay, with that in mind, here we go. So, um, top of the list, Indo-White. As always, Indo-White is my favorite type of Kratom. Um, This has not changed. It's my go-to. Actually, recently, I've run out and I haven't got any more. I haven't bought any more. So, I'm going through a a period where I'm not really using it. And um, I think that's a good thing. Um, It it can only be good, in my opinion, when when I'm not using Kratom. Because it, it means I don't need it. And it also means um, when I do use it, uh, it it's it's going to be great. <laughs> and and I'm not going to like take it for granted, you know. So I'm excited uh, just about the fact that like I don't need my favorite type of Kratom that I love to take and sometimes have taken a few days in a row. And, um, and that's a good thing. And I'm also excited for whatever, you know, whatever it is that I decide that I want to get it again. Um, That'll be really a great time. It'll be very effective, and and that's great. So beyond Indo White, I really have been, I've been enjoying White Horn and White Borneo. White Horn and White Borneo do not really do much on their own for me. Um, I think that was somewhat the case a while back. Uh, or at least maybe like half a year ago, it's still the case now. I think what I've found is that white Borneo can pack more of a punch than I thought it can. And so I have to be careful when combining it with anything else because um, it can really take off on me if I'm not careful and it can maybe even make it too much of a strong Kratom experience. So I try to keep my white Borneo serving size pretty low when I'm taking it in conjunction with anything and I rarely take it on its own. White Horn, I've also had this sentiment that I don't get much from it on its own, but it's great to combine with things, but um, and especially greens, like green mangda. But, um, but I also have discovered recently that taking White Horn on its own is pretty uh, effective, I guess, in, my, in, in its own way for me. Again, all this is just my experience. But um, White Horn, I think, is a really nice, mellow, but still energizing type of kratom. And taking, like two two and a half grams of it is a pretty good sweet spot for me um, if I'm taking it on its own so I guess I don't really have anything against white horn and I'm kind of for it I really like that one it's just in in general typically I'll be taking it with something else another white let's see white hulu this is one that I had never taken before this show I've been learning about it you know ever since I tried it and um and I've really enjoyed white hulu I have not found it to be as effective for me as green Hulu, but I do find white Hulu to be good. I don't like taking white Hulu with anything else 
because I feel like the effects of the white hulu kind of get muddled or lost in the sauce when I take it with anything else. But um, white hulu on its own, I typically will take like one or one and a half grams of it. So it's a very small amount. <laughs> There's the rooster if you can hear it. It's, it's typically a small amount of white hulu that I'm going to take, but it's still enjoyable. I really liked taking it this winter while just like sitting outside in the snow. For some reason, that was just a really enjoyable experience. I believe it was also the type of Kratom that kind of got me to take a few minutes before work started one day. Instead of kind of like rushing around and preparing for meetings, I kind of, it kind of caused me to just take a seat and do nothing for a few minutes. And it was, it was very impactful. It like made my day more productive, more effective. I didn't have any stress, but it wasn't because of Kratom. It was because as a result of taking White Hulu and, you know, it kind of pushing me into this space where I was like, I need to just take a few minutes this morning and just do nothing and sit still. Like, I don't get to do that that much. And I feel like I need it today. Because that happened, I sat still and and then I didn't have any stress. But it wasn't because I felt the Kratom, you know, doing that to me. It was like a result of, of a few things, like a domino chain going down after the White Hulu that caused that to happen. So that was really neat and that stuck with me. So White Hulu's in my tool belt. Um... Let's see. Any others? I've I've found White Mang Da to be very strong and powerful, but for some reason I think that nowadays it's not really being... It's not as effective for me as it used to be, and I don't know why that is. Um, I'm not taking it the same way I used to. I used to just take it like in the morning with a big breakfast sandwich and some coffee. I don't drink coffee at all anymore. Not that I ever drank it much, but like I really don't drink it now. Um... I think that taking it with coffee was all way too much and somehow like having a big breakfast sandwich made it doable. But um, I haven't really found the nice balance for white mangda with, you know, a huge breakfast, give or take that happening and no coffee. Um, sometimes it's very effective for me. Sometimes it's like just a powerful kratom feeling, but not really getting the effects that I want from it. And that's kind of like the worst case scenario for me. I don't want that. I want Kratom to be doing something for me because otherwise, why would I take it? So um, I'm still trying to figure out white mangda. Green mangda, of course, that's a whole nother story, but this is the whites episode. So I'm focusing on whites. Let's see. Any others? Um, white Bali. I don't really have any experience with white Bali. I'm always afraid of Bali's these days. For some reason, I always am because um, they're the ones that cause me to get the shakes or the wiggles the most even when i don't take too much of a of a bali type of kratom red green or white oftentimes it will cause my vision to shake a bit and i like feel like i took too much even if i only took like a gram and a half which is low even for me so like i don't know what it is but i'm just not really into the bali's these days so white bali is not really on top of my list i guess the last one to mention would be white tie White Thai is one of those ones that I didn't really discover too much until I started this show. I had taken White Thai and Green Thai as a combination together because that's how it came in a certain type of Kratom, and it was mixed with Blue Lotus Extract. A lot of factors there. Let's not get into them because this is supposed to be focused on whites. So the first time that I really like isolated it and tried White Thai alone was while I was doing this show. I think it was one of the first few weeks, and I had a great reaction to it. It was so energizing. It was one of the most energizing ones I think I've had and um, and very enjoyable. And, uh, and I was super motivated and productive as a result of it. And I felt very comfortable doing it. I think the one downside for me has been that I've, I've found once, once or twice I, now I've taken too much white tie. 
Um, I've taken maybe like two and a, well, not two and a half. I think I've taken like three grams, maybe three and a half grams once. That was one of the times that it was too much. The other time I think I took three grams. So I kind of was finding my limit on that one. And for some reason, my limit on that one is, you know, let's say three grams to be safe. So I don't really want to take three grams of white tie or like definitely not three and a half grams of it. But like two and a half grams of white tie is a solid effect for me. Interestingly enough, I don't like taking like below two grams of it because then I don't really get anything from it. So it's one of those tricky ones where it's like I need to get between two and two and a half grams, three grams as an upper limit or else then it's too much. And um, and the same could be said for a lot of these white ones. I, I think that it kind of differs based on the variety, but, um, you know, the type of kratom and all that. But with the white uh, varieties of kratom, I would say as a general rule of thumb, above three grams, definitely not for me. And below like one gram, not really any point to it. Below one and a half grams, most of the time it's not, there's not much of a use for it unless I'm combining it with something. So again, I would say like one and a half to two grams lower limit for me with whites and then three grams is an upper limit. Three and a half really is an upper limit. No going past that. So there you have it. That That's kind of like my current stance on white varieties of Kratom. There are others. I've tried others, but um, I'm trying to just hit up some of the main ones that I know about and have in my tool belt and on the top of my list for this episode. So there you have it. Um, I think I'm going to do a little revamped episode for all the different varieties of Kratom that I've tried recently. So this will be fun. Good, good start to season 10. I'd hope that I, I'd hope that you would all think so, too. <laughs> we'll see. Let me know if you don't. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We will be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Bye bye. And thanks for listening.